Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's E-Town podcast. We have, of course, like all of you, been staying close to home for quite a while. So it's, it's really gratifying for us to be able to share this music and these stories, these conversations with all of you. And of course, we're going to cover some territory today from Texas to New York to Mexico and other places. But the bottom line is, we hope you enjoy what we've been doing. And here is this week's episode of E-Town. Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. It's E-Town with this week's musical guests. Originally from Wimberley, Texas, now living in New York City, Sugar Hill recording artist Sarah DeRose, and from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Him For Her. I'm Helen Forster. Right now, join me in welcoming our host, Nick Forster. Thank you, Ellen. Thanks, everybody. Thanks also to Jeff Ficker for sitting in on the bass for our opening theme. Welcome to E-Town Hall. This is our home, folks. We are here in Boulder in this building. Uh, it's an old church. Got its start back in the 1920s. Eventually fell into disrepair. We fixed it up. We made it structurally sound. We made it uh, lovely and functional. And in the process, we discovered an old photograph that was taken in front of this building in the 1930s. I'm pretty sure, late 30s. It's kind of a great picture of the congregation and bassinets and old people and young people, and it's, it's wild. And um, there's a sign fixed to the front of the building that says, every night, special music, 7.30. <laughs> We're slacking a little bit because we don't do a show every night. But I think in many ways, um, we're keeping this tradition alive. We have a good chance to have some special music happen here this week. We've got a very dynamic duo. It's called Him For Her. They are here with us this week. And up first, an old friend who is still, after all these years, not old. Uh, She grew up in Texas, bit of a prodigy on the mandolin, went to the New England Conservatory, from which she recently graduated. She has uh, released four studio records, has played with or recorded with or toured with an impressive list of other artists that you all know, Jerry Douglas, Bela Fleck, Sean Colvin, Daryl Scott, Stuart Duncan, many, many more. She has a trio with Efo Donovan and Sarah Watkins, but she's here on her own. She's also now living in New York City. She's released a stunning new record of original material, and uh, she's been nominated for all kinds of awards, and of course, she's 25 now, so she's getting up there. She's with her friends, uh, Jeff and Jed, and they're going to play some of the songs from that new release. Please help me welcome back to E-Town uh, our good friend, Sarah Jarose. Hello, everybody. So good to be back. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
Thank you. Well, um, as I said before, it's so great to be back. This is my third time on E-Town, and I just love Nick and Helen and love Boulder. It's one of my favorite places. I, I feel like I owe a lot to Colorado for even playing music in the first place. I came to my very first Rocky Grass when I was 11 years old, and uh, there was no looking back. Just totally fell in love with all the community of amazing musicians here, and it really lit my fire to want to keep playing music. So. It's great to be back. This is Jed Hughes playing the guitar, and we wrote this next song together. Maybe I'll let you in 
There's a broken in your eyes and it pulls me in Will you let anybody get close again? Sarah Jarosz, welcome. You sound really, really good. Thank you so much. It's so good to be back. Um, the new record, by the way, is called Undercurrent. Not entirely a departure for you, but it's a little more sparse. This is a record that you can actually perform, and it sounds like the record. Well, this is my fourth time working with Gary Pachosa yeah. there in Nashville. Um, but in the past, we kind of took a more broad approach, I guess, kind of building upon songs, um, very, very layered sounds. Yeah. Uh, and this time I wanted it to be much more stripped down and sparse. Yeah. And it's also all original songs this time. That's right. No covers. No covers. So this is a really just uh, a, a beautiful opportunity for you to express this place where you are in your creative path right now. Totally. Nothing to hide behind. That's right. Yeah. Well, it sounds really good. <laughs> Undercurrent is kind of a potent word. Mm-hmm. It implies lots of things going on beneath the surface, I guess. One of the first songs um, on the record that I finished, actually the first song that I finished, is a song called Everything to Hide. And it, the chorus has the word undercurrent in it. So from the very beginning of the writing process, that word kind of poked out to me as kind of setting a stage for the mood of the kind of songs that I was writing. And it just seemed to evoke all the imagery of the things that these songs were about, and also the water side of it. A lot of the songs were really inspired from my time spent in New York, specifically around the reservoir in the middle of Central right. Park. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. There's the image of that on the uh, booklet inside the CD cover on the back of the vinyl. Mm -hmm. And of course, your connection to the persona and the namesake for the reservoir. Yeah, well, I actually took that picture in, oh, you and did. It's in the CD. I got lucky on a plane one day Wow. with my phone. But yeah, it just, I, you know, I've lived in New York now for three years, just really gathered a lot of inspiration from spending time around the Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis Reservoir, and it piqued my interest in her, and someone told me that it was, she loved walking around the reservoir and spending time there, and that that was actually the very last place that she was seen before she passed away. So just all of that was really inspiring, yeah. and, and um, again, the water imagery with the word undercurrent, it just right. all seemed to kind of come together. But did it really lead you into her persona and her character, and did you kind of dive in and start thinking about her role and her life? And Oh, yeah, yeah. totally. And I think just the sorrow and the loneliness, yeah. you know, that um, she experienced, and, right. you know, a lot of these songs on the record deal with those themes anyways, right. and... Um, so, and, yeah. and there's one that's very directly talking about the pillbox hat and yep. the one called Jacqueline. That's right. Yeah. The very last song on the record. Yeah. And how does it feel to be out of school? It feels great. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, so that's the other difference is that this is the first record that I've made not simultaneously being in high school or college. Right. Um, so I had my, my full schedule to... Yeah, you, you hear know, that a lot, that complaint a lot among musicians. It's like... <laughs> God, it's so nice to finally be out of high school when I'm making a record. <laughs> One of those distractions in the studio. Homecoming. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been nice. <laughs> and other things are going well, too. I can't imagine. I mean, really, just 
Elton John happened to stop into one of your shows and tweeted about how great it was. He did. It was pretty special. Um, he called me a few months ago out of the blue and said that he really loves my record and um, that you know, the reason that he, he, he likes to encourage young musicians because when people did that for him when he was yeah. young, it, it meant the world to him. And how, does, um, how does Elton John get your number? <laughs> does he just like, I'm Elton John, I want Sarah's cell phone? Pretty much. <laughs> you wonder about all that stuff, right? <laughs> but that's so cool, he called and said that he liked your record and then sure enough, he showed up at your gig. He did and hung out for about four hours. All he wanted to do was talk about music. It was really wow. cool. Oh, that's really cool. Well, Sarah, listen, we've got lots more music to get to. It's great to catch up. Congratulations again on all your success. Thanks, Nick. Welcome back, if you would, to the stage, Sarah Jarose, along with Jeff Bicker and Jed Hughes. Try and wait 
knocking on the door of the house of mercy Sarah Jarose, originally from Wimberley, Texas, now living in New York City. Latest record is called Undercurrent, along with Jed Hughes on guitar and vocals and Jeff Picker on the bass. They'll be back to play some more music later on in the show. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. By the way, if you tuned in late and you've missed some of this week's program, the E-Town podcast will have this episode and others, along with all kinds of great content from past shows as well. It's available for free in Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast directories. You're listening to E-Town. Sarah DeRose is going to be back to play some more music later on in the show. And coming up, a very dynamic uh, duo, Him For Her, will be back to play some more music. But before they come out, every week we get a chance to introduce you all to someone we get to know with the help of listeners around the country who tell us about folks who've inspired them in their communities. And these are always stories of uh, simple examples of people looking around, seeing an opportunity to make things better, and actually taking the time and uh, you know doing the, doing the steps to make a difference. And so it's just simple stories that really add up. We get to recognize these folks with something called the Achievement Award, as you well know. And here comes Helen to tell you about this week's winner. Thank you, Nick. This week's story is about the work of Paula Claussen of San Diego, California. Paula first came to the shanty towns of Tijuana in 1991, the same year we started E-Town, as a matter of fact. She went with a friend who'd been there before, and she thought this would be a one-time trip to donate some used blankets and clothing. 
But what Paula discovered when she arrived ended up changing her life forever. The poverty and squalid living conditions she witnessed there, just over an hour's drive from her own home in San Diego, one of the richest cities in the US, absolutely shocked her. And she knew that so much more could be accomplished to help the people there. Well, since that aha moment, Paula has been helping to build decent housing for poor families in dire need. And she's here with us, I'm happy to say, in person to tell us more about what the nonprofit effort she founded called Project Mercy is all about. So right now, please join me in welcoming this week's Achievement Award story from San Diego, California, Paula Clausen. Hi, Paula. Hi, Welcome. There. Thanks for joining us. So um, Helen described this thing that happened when you went down and you had this realization on your first trip to Tijuana. I saw indescribable poverty. Yeah. I saw people that had desperation on their faces. Yeah. And their living conditions were shacks that were made of bits of old wood, tar paper, blankets, the roofs were generally just pieces of plastic. And of course, in the winter when it rained, the dirt floors become mud Mm -hmm. and the roofs leak. And in the summer, all the hot, dusty winds come through and vermin crawl under the walls at night. And that just hit me so profoundly. I said, you don't need things. You need better living conditions. And I left, touched to the core and determined to do something, anything. What were you doing? What was your job at the time? What, what travel you, agent. A travel agent. Yeah. So you'd seen lots of places. You'd seen all kinds of luxury and, and mm-hmm. people living in... in I liked the, margaritas by the pool yeah. or pina coladas. Yeah. I'd never done anything or seen or understood how people live. Yeah. Just a few miles across the border. Yeah. And um, did you have experience uh, in, in carpentry or oh, anything like grief, that? Oh, good grief, No. <laughs> <laughs> So did you find some help down there in Mexico, or did you bring people over um, with, who could I swing start, a hammer? And, I started by bringing people over yeah. that could swing a hammer, and I got a little group together. Mm-hmm. Word of mouth, more people joined. We became non-profit, then a church joined, and a rotary club heard about it, and uh, it grew and grew. And then a lot of the local people in Mexico, we started asking them to do sweat equity labor in return for what was now a house between the volunteers in the States and the people in Mexico that do the sweat equity labor. There are now thousands of people that work and help when they can. And so what are you building now? You're building small houses? Yes. It's really like a large garage, but to them it's a palace. They're 16 by 20, wood framed on a cement foundation slab. There is a sleeping loft with a stairway going up five windows and a solid door, and we put in electricity. A lot of people do not know how to put in decent electrical wiring, so we we do that for them. Oh, cool. So what else do you provide? We have a lot of donated, gently used, and new, at times, um, mattresses, beds, chairs, tables, just the basics. Many of the groups that come down also provide food and blankets, And um, with any extra funds, sometimes we do that too. Most of the money comes from um, a network of individuals, groups, teams, rotary clubs, and individuals that have followed us for many years. 
and we just keep building upon that group. Wow. And, and, and Helen mentioned you started this in 1991? Yes, right. And how many have you built so far? We figure it's about 1,200. You've built 1,200 of these yes. old houses? Yeah. Wow. And I figure, looking at the average size of the families, that we've probably housed around 6,000 people. Wow, that's a lot. You made a difference for so many people. Amazing, Paula. Um, Tell me, you mentioned that you formed a nonprofit organization. What's the organization called? Project Mercy. Project Mercy. And is there a website if somebody wants to see pictures or stuff like that? Oh, yes. Projectmercy.net, N-E-T. If you go to any other Project Mercy, it's a different okay. organization. Projectmercy.net. Net. And I must say, the Dalai Lama said, if you have compassion, you should act on it. And that really is all I did. I didn't know where it was going, but I had compassion. And I acted on it. And everybody can do the same thing. Wow. So inspiring. Paula, congratulations. Thank you. Winner of this week's Achievement Award. Paula Clausen, founder of Project Mercy, doing great work in Tijuana, helping thousands of people find housing. If you want to get more information, projectmercy.net. This week's winner, once again, Paula Clausen, Project Mercy. Congratulations, Paula. As you can imagine, there's even more to this story than we were able to cover, so I encourage you to check out Paula's website. Once again, it's projectmercy.net if you want to learn more. And if you just tuned in and missed part of this interview, you can find that on our website, etown.org, where you can also learn more about Project Mercy as well. And if you want to nominate someone doing great work to better the lives of others or the planet in some way, you can do that on our website as well by heading to our homepage and clicking on the word award at the far right of the top menu. Or you can always write us the old-fashioned way at box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Thank you, Helen. Thank you, Paula. It's a great story. We've got more music coming up from Sarah Jarosz in just a little while. Right now, I'm going to tell you about what's coming up next. Lucy Tight and Wayne Waxing, Him For Her, with him spelled H-Y-M-N. Kind of the ultimate DIY band and couple and family. They make a big sound for just a duo, as you soon will find out. Playing drums and guitar and harmonica, banjo, and this crazy slide guitar made out of a cigar box. It's amazing. You're going to hear it all in a second. They sometimes travel around in an old Airstream trailer with their very musical daughter, Diver. They have all the energy uh, of a, I guess, kind of like a punk rock band, and they could still play a gentle love song, and, you know, they got it all. They travel all the time. They sell the records of their shows as well as their own banana jalapeno hot sauce. Please welcome to E-Town for their first visit, Him For Her. Thanks. Thanks, Nick. Hello.
no place and leave behind everything. Say one more time. Welcome, you guys. Thank you. Thanks. Lucy and Wayne, him for her. Nick. Welcome. It turns out it's us. It's us. How did you two meet? Well, um, I worked at a hoagie shop. Anyone know what a hoagie is? (laughs) All right. Yo. So, yeah, I worked at a hoagie shop, and she would come in, and I'd just look at her and give her anything she wanted for free. And and she worked at a music store across the street from me, and I went in, and she charged extra. (laughs) 
And so, uh, so tell us about the pros and cons of this the, uh, vagabond lifestyle that you lead, just living in an Airstream sometimes and traveling around. How's, what's that like? I personally think it's all pros. And it's Was just, it a decision that you made where you said, okay, hey, I have this really great idea. Let's buy an Airstream trailer and drive around the country and see what happens. I think that was Lucy's childhood dream. I've always wanted an Airstream. I know there's a lot of people. Who out there has always wanted an Airstream? I know. I know. It's a, so we have a Bambi Airstream. It's the small one. It's a 16-foot 1961 Bambi. And we saw a little ad for it in a paper in Massachusetts. Wow. And, and we answered the ad. We just said, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, in theory, there is, um, I mean, obviously, we just heard Paula talk about what a difference a small space, 16 feet, you know, can make for someone. And there is a, a trendy movement now towards tiny houses and small spaces. So you got to shed a lot of things that other people drag around with them from one place to another and live in a small space and travel. Or maybe you have a huge storage unit somewhere full of all kinds of stuff. Actually, the Airstream, this tour, has been a bit of a storage unit. Yeah. <laughs> it's held a bunch of our extra CDs, oh, the, cool. the Drive Till You Die, the new right. album. Yeah. yeah. But well, I was talking about how you're sort of a do-it-yourself thing, so you really do just drive around, go just play, and you've got your daughter, Diver, along with you on this adventure. Yeah. So are you her school teachers? We're not school teachers, but we we've is. become... <laughs> we is. <laughs> We've become school teachers. We've become. She's a Rhodes Scholar. A Rhodes Scholar. Yes. She's learned in the streets. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. No, well, we, yeah. how would you compare your family lifestyle to the ones that you two grew up in? Well, my parents are artists. Um, I was kind of used to the feast or famine lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I grew up in kind of like with my mom, and she was a single mom and left me on my own at a young age, and so I kind of figured it all out by myself, but went to a public school and, you know, just did all that. It's a very different lifestyle for Diver and what yeah. she's doing, and she gets to be with her parents all the time, and she's right. constantly loved, and there's nothing that can replace love for a child. Right. And we had an opportunity to actually have lunch today, and Diver's really a good, interesting kid. Had a nice chat with her. Um, I really think it's cool and it is romantic and it's great that you're into it and that you're, you're rambling and you're having this adventure as a family and as a touring musical unit. On your website, I guess there's opportunities for people to connect and sort of keep in touch with what you're doing in your travels. Yes. Yeah. Himforher.com, H-Y-M-N. You can see all kinds of crazy videos, especially of our daughter torturing us and we're having a good time and... Yeah, we make all kinds of videos on our iPhone and iMovie down the road. Yeah. yeah well, it's, it's fun. It seems like it, and it's really great to have you guys here. We're going to get back to music. Welcome back, if you would, Lucy and Wayne, him for her. Thank, Thank you. you, everybody. Thank you. All right, so I think now we're going to play a song and... Um, we're going to have Nick and Helen join us for this song called One Big Ache in Heart that's on our brand new record called Drive Till You Die. This song um, on the album, our daughter is singing along with our great Aunt Lee, who was 102 years old when she sang with us. And um, she didn't make it to 103, but she got to hear this song. And that was really special.
everybody misses somebody. The whole world has one big aching heart. our new album um, partially in Nashville with Vance Powell and partially in Kernersville, North Carolina with Mitch Easter and then one of the, the One Big Aiken Heart we recorded with Jim Diamond in Detroit. So we kind of went all over the place and we recorded a couple tunes in, um, in our Airstream. This one we recorded with Vance. 
Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Lucy Tight on cigar box guitar and vocals, Wayne Waxing on kick drum and hi-hat and harmonica and acoustic guitar and bango, along with the E-tones, Helen Forrester singing along, Drive Till You Die, him for her. This portion of E-Town is made possible in part by Silk, a pioneer of plant-based beverages that supports the environment as the charter sponsor of Change the Course, a program created by National Geographic to help conserve and restore fresh water to the planet. More about Silk's environmental commitments and plant-based nutrition at silk.com. And by our diverse family of NPR affiliates and community stations, plus college and commercial stations, as well as our international stations and podcast subscribers worldwide. Thank you for your continued support. Now, if you're curious about E-Town's home base, E-Town Hall, our beautiful solar-powered music venue, community center, and recording studio in downtown Boulder, Colorado, you can learn more about it on our website, etown.org. You're listening to E-Town. Thank you, Lucy, for the cigar box guitar tutorial. I'm Nick Forster. I want to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like KUAC, the first public radio station up in Alaska, based in Fairbanks. Thanks for tuning in also on WUWF, Pensacola, Florida, and on KXMS in Joplin, Missouri. As always, if you want more information about our guests or you want to see just exactly what this mayhem and craziness looks like. There's all kinds of videos and photos and all that stuff's online at etown.org. Okay, so when we're talking with Paula, we mentioned that we started Etown about the same time she started her work in 1991. One of the great things about doing something for a long time is, A, you uh, in theory can connect with an audience for us, in our case, that's been paying attention all these years and has really come to rely on our particular brand of radio that we do every week, and they tune in and they let us know that it's, it's meaningful for them. The other side of that coin is the behind the scenes. We have gotten to know and work with an incredible group of both staffers at E-Town, but also engineers and volunteers and all kinds of people who've worked and helped make the shows happen because we've done a lot of shows over the years. Today, we are honoring, in particular, one employee who has been working at E-Town for 25 years. And it's Donna Jardina. She lives a block away. She's been the rock and the so, sort of basic soul of our organization and all kinds of people think about Donna when they think about coming back to E-Town. So please help me in welcoming and celebrating 25 years of Donna Giardina's hard work and support at E-Town. Well, we have actually had a pretty good window into some special music this week in keeping with the tradition that this building uh, initiated almost 100 years ago. And uh, there is more to come. So would, would you please help me welcome back to the stage, along with Jed Hughes and Jeff Picker, Sarah DeRose.
Rose, along with Jed Hughes on the electric guitar, acoustic guitar and vocals, Jeff Bicker on bass and vocals. The record's called Undercurrent out on Sugar Hill Records in New York City. Sarah Jarose, such a great talent, singer, writer, player, and fun person. We've got time for one more song. I want to get everybody out on stage. We get time for one more song. I want to thank everybody for being on the show this week. Um, big fun was had by all. Thanks to him for her, Lucy Tight and Wayne Waxing, and their daughter Diver for being part of their first E-Town show. Him for her. Thanks to our award winner, Paula Clausen, making a difference for so many folks right across the border in Tijuana, Mexico. Amazing story, Paula. Congratulations. Thanks to Sarah Jarose, along with Jed Hughes and Jeff Picker. Those guys made some amazing music, sounded great. Thanks for joining us here in E-Town at E-Town Hall. We've got a little song now that's uh, about being free-spirited out in the western part of the United States where uh, rules and regulations are sometimes unappreciated. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town.
Produced by a donor supported nonprofit organization. To make an Achievement Award nomination or comment on the show in general, feel free to visit our website, etown.org, or contact us through Twitter or our two Facebook pages. possible by our family of sponsors, this station, and listeners like you. This is a production of the E-Town Radio Network. That's this week's E-Town Podcast. Thank you to Sarah Jarose and him for her, our award winner, Paula Clausen. I'm Nick Forster. Thank you for listening.